Happy Friday, everybody. I am your host for the episode, Kyle. And I'm everyone's favorite co-host, Cassidy. And this is date date night. night. Now, if you're new here, which the numbers seem to suggest that we have a few new people, so let me give it a rundown real quick. What we do is we have ourselves a little date night, and we watch a movie. And today was my pick, so we went and saw Ponyo. And by went and saw, we sat on the couch and watched it, because uh, I own it, and it is also on HBO Max. So you can watch it there if you want. You're going to see a little bit of a difference in the content that we're going to make for the next foreseeable future, quite honestly, because... If you don't know, there's a strike happening right now with the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild. And what that means basically is to support them, we are not supposed to promote sort of anything that is coming out new past this date until that ends. So for the foreseeable future, we're going to be covering um, movies that are on streaming until that also is boycotted at some point, which it probably will be. So (laughs) at that point, we'll probably do something else. But for now, we're just going to cover things that we either own or are streaming. So I ended up picking Ponyo. And this was Cassidy's first ever time, I'm pretty sure, watching Ponyo, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen a Studio Ghibli movie before? I don't I don't know. Okay. So no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. So yeah, if you don't know, this is a Studio Ghibli movie. If you don't know Studio Ghibli, I guess I should just say that like their animation for children... And adults, I know that's a very broad statement because that's pretty much everybody, but the whole point is that they're cute enough for kids, but laced with meaning for adults. And this is definitely no different. Before we get into the movie, though, I just wanted to talk about uh, the fact that we went out on date night and it wasn't part of date night. We actually went out because it was your going away dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to meet all of your lovely coworkers. Yeah. And obviously, if you don't know, Cass is a travel nurse. And this is probably the first place. Why am I telling this story? This is your story. You go for, you're the one no. who wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about it because this is something we did. We went out on a Saturday and it wasn't even like that late. It was 630. And the place we went to, we didn't realize was like bumping. Yeah. I was like, this is turning into Cassidy's going away party. Yeah. We walked in Not at six. going away dinner as I planned. Right. It was like people were partying. And yeah. I was like, yo, it is six o'clock and these motherfuckers are like hammered. Yeah. Girls were dropping it low. Yeah. And me and Kyle got there first, obviously, because it was my reservation and I wanted to make sure everything was all set. And it was, I was just literally sitting right next to him and could not hear him talking to me. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm like, no one's going to be able to talk to each I other. I felt so bad because our waiter came over and he's like, hey, I'm going to be your waiter. My name's Gary. And I was like, Gary. And he's like, no. And that then he Gordon. said, he said Gordon, and then I said Gordon, and he said, no, Carter, like Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. And I was like, oh, no, Carter. No, it was Carter? His name was Carter. No, I thought he said Jimmy Gordon. I thought he said Gary, so I said Gary, and he said no. Then he said uh, Carter, but I thought he said Gordon, so then I said Gordon, and he went, no, <laughs> Carter, as in Jimmy Carter. Who's and Jimmy I, Carter? He's the president, babe. The oh. peanut farmer. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll have to start a second podcast about history so Cass will learn these things. But I felt so bad because he kept saying his name and I just kept being like... Couldn't hear him. Yeah. I know what you're saying, man. I had no clue what he was saying. And he was standing no more than three feet from us. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we are we are in the wrong place for going away dinner. Yeah. Because this is like... No like, one's going to be able to talk to each other. Yeah. There was no way to just like have a conversation without... like The people you could talk to had to be sitting directly next to you. Yeah. 
But luckily the partiers left and they turned the music down. Yeah. Which was funny because I've never seen like a bar do that where like the mass majority, the, the, the vast majority of people left mm-hmm. and they turned the music down. And then when they showed back up as we were leaving, they turned it back yeah. up. And I was like, wow, someone's really paying attention to what is going on around here. Yeah. That was like, I was like, that's our cue. Yeah, they came all. They all came flooding back in, and Cass was like, "That's our cue, I think." I kind of was see, gonna like trying to see if my coworkers were gonna like want to party, but yeah. it didn't seem like that. No, but it was still fun. It was nice meeting everybody. Yeah. So shout out to you for listening. I appreciate you guys because you know Kath had to plug it in front of everybody. She's like, "Hey, if you're listening, yeah, you're listening to a good podcast." I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> don't do it! Don't do it to me!" Yeah, this is the best, my favorite place that I've been, coworker wise. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask you if. What did you think? Like, what makes it so hard about leaving this specific assignment? Is it the coworkers? Yeah. It's not the hospital itself. It's the coworkers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the hospital, like, we pretty much do everything that I normally do anywhere else. But the coworkers here, like, they, they make all the difference. Mm-hmm. I have friends. Yeah. I have people that talk to me in the hallway. Everyone says hi to me when I walk past them. Everyone knows who I am. It seems like a little thing. But when you're a traveler and you have to move every three months, like, you come home and you're like, yeah, no one even, like, looked at me today. Yeah. But this place was different for you. Like, my last assignment, no one even asked. Like, I was sitting in the break room and people, like, no one even asked who I was. I was just some random new person sitting in yeah. the break room and no one cared to bother to even ask who I was. Right. If you were staff or a traveler, they didn't even know. They didn't yeah. even care. They were just like, whatever, in your face. Yeah. But this place, right from the start, like, people have, every time I saw someone, they were asking, like, oh, who are you? Like, what, like, where are you from? Like, getting to know me, and now everyone knows me, and mm-hmm. I've actually stayed here the longest. Yeah, we were here for six months. And so I definitely, like, I made relationships with people, and I'm, I'm really sad to leave them. Tis the life of a traveler. Yep. We, so that's the thing, is, like, we debated staying here, honestly, but then we were just, like, the whole point is to travel, man. Yeah. And it's tough, but we're like, we got to go somewhere else now. Yeah. I've told everyone, I was like, if I could pick up this hospital, or at least the people in it, mm-hmm. and move them all a little bit closer to Maine, yeah. I'd stay. You could be like Wes Anderson and reuse all the same people everywhere, every time you make a new movie. <laughs> and everywhere you go, it's just the same people. That was a terrible segue, but it's to tie us back into the fact that we're talking about a movie today, and that's Ponyo. <laughs> um, I sort of got us off on that. But before we dive into... Um, Our thoughts and questions, I just want to run down the synopsis for you guys. Do you also have the synopsis pulled up? Because I like like going kind of like the two different synopsises just to see what we have. This one is wild. I will go first. So I am using the letterbox synopsis, and this is the synopsis. Are you ready? The son of a sailor, five-year-old Sosuke, lives a quiet life on an oceanside cliff with his mother, Lisa. One fateful day, he finds a beautiful goldfish trapped in a bottle on the beach, and upon rescuing her, names her Ponyo. But she is no ordinary goldfish. The daughter of a masterful wizard and a sea goddess, Ponyo uses her father's magic to transform herself into a young girl and quickly falls in love with Sosuke. But the use of such powerful sorcery causes a dangerous imbalance in the world. As the moon steadily draws nearer to the earth, and Ponyo's father sends the ocean's mighty waves to find his daughter... The two children embark on an adventure of a lifetime to save the world and fulfill Ponyo's dreams of becoming human. Lengthy. That is the movie. You just watch the movie. You don't even need to go watch it. That is lengthy. This is 100 minutes and you don't even need to watch it because Letterboxd just gave me a fucking novel of the movie. <laughs> I've never seen a synopsis that long. That There's really no long. reason. There's no reason. Mine is um a sentence. Oh, God. Yep. So the one I'm looking at is from IMDb. 
And it is. A five-year-old boy develops a relationship with Ponyo, a young goldfish princess who longs to become a human after falling in love with him. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I don't know why Letterboxd had to make it so long. That but... was the lengthiest one I think you've read from there. Yeah, that's tough. That was like a mouthful. I had to like stop and be like, I gotta read the next <laughs> sentence. I was sentence like, oh, like an idiot. oh, he's, oh, oh, okay, yeah. he's still going. I looked up once, I saw your face and you were like nodding and then I looked back down and your eyes were like, what? So yeah, this is still going, man. We got like eight pages left. Um, but that's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty, both of those are, are solid. Yeah. If it sounds like Little Mermaid, that's because it is very similar to The I Little Mermaid. I literally looked at Kyle as we're watching this movie. I'm like, this is literally The Little Mermaid. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that because I have, I want to say something. children. But I want to say so. Ariel's like 15, isn't she? Okay, but she? we're talking children, children. Yeah, they're five. Yeah. They're five years old. Yeah. Which actually, now I think of that. Fall in lo- falling in love. Yeah. And she is actually just a straight up goldfish. She's not even like a mermaid. She's just a goldfish. Just a goldfish. Who wants That grows be- arms and legs. <laughs> we'll get into that. She looks like a chicken at one point. Cass was like, what? Those aren't arms and feet, man. What are you doing? <laughs> like she looks like I was a like, chicken. she'll get there. She'll get there. She doesn't have the magic yet. Leave her alone. But uh, that is the synopsis and what we're covering. Don't bother watching it because, I mean, we've just gave you the entire synopsis. Uh, but no, you should definitely watch this movie. I would recommend it. Cass, before we move on to our thoughts on the movie, because there's no trailers, no trailer game. Do you have any relationship advice for us? Ooh, that relates to, to Ponyo? Yeah. I guess I would just say love your person in all of their stages. Mm-hmm. Aw, that's so sweet. That's way sweet. I put you on the spot. I didn't give you any time to think of this. This is a new segment we're doing. It's not even a segment. It's just a thing. And I didn't give her warning to that at all. She just came up with that. That's cute because that's exactly what this is. It is. It, the point of this movie is does um, Susuke, Susuke love Ponyo for Ponyo, no matter what she looks like, no matter what phase or stage she's in. Yep. That's actually, yep. Okay. Yeah. That's really good advice, actually. You should follow that advice. Unless they're like... <laughs> you know, a shithead, then don't stay with them. But if you love them for them. Yeah, you love them for them. care what phase or stage, like, their body is in in life. Yeah, I agree. I like that. So let's go ahead and get into our thoughts, because that is way better than anything I could have pulled out of my ass. <laughs> Sasuke, come right back up, okay? Okay. <clears throat> you never know when you'll meet someone. A goldfish. Who will change your life forever. That was weird. Mom! A goldfish! I saved her. She sure is pretty. Don't worry, I'll take good care of you. I think I'll call her Ponyo. She wasn't like any other fish. She might be magic. This fish... I will be a human too! ...is getting her wish. Huh? Mom! She's a girl now! Life is mysterious and amazing. Okay, so if you don't know, Cass is not the biggest fan of animated movies. Unless they're Disney. Unless they're Disney for some reason. And that I will never understand. So I wanted to just come right out of the gate and ask you the first question. What do you think of animation as a medium to tell a story? And be honest. You don't have to like sugarcoat anything. Be honest. That's what this is about, man. I do like animation i like animated movies i like disney movies 
when we get into like cartoons is where you, you, I start to get lost. You start to lose me. But what's the difference between like a Disney animation and this? Singing. No, I don't. Singing? There's, don't there's a lot of singing in every Disney. I, I mean, that's I fair. I honestly don't know. I just love like the, I love Disney movies. I feel like this feels like a Disney movie, this movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's when a, it's like animation, like anime and like family guy. But so it's the content then. Yeah. It's not so much animation. So, but that's what I'm asking. Like, what do you think of the an, like animation as a medium? Not the animation of this movie, but just in general. I would prefer to watch a movie with real people. Yeah. Okay. Like real settings. Gotcha. But I don't mind animated movies. I think part of the issue is sometimes you sit down and you're like, because you, not just you, I say you not speaking to Cassidy in general. I think a lot of people sit down when they see animation and they're like, okay, it's going to be kitty stuff. Yeah. And they automatically throw out any nuance or themes or narrative that the movie might be trying to like show or portray. And this movie is laced with themes and has a great narrative. But I think a lot of people just sort of like, they just don't pay attention to that. They're like, yeah, fuck it. It's an animated movie. I just have to yeah. watch it for what it is, which is why kids watch these movies. They don't give a shit. They don't understand like the the, the balance between nature and humanity in, in this movie. They just see like a goldfish falling in love with a kid. Yeah. And I think like animated movies tend to be like much more colorful and just like lively than like anything in real life. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably why kids are drawn right to them. And you can do more. For a kid, like you can sh- just make everything more extravagant. Yeah. More like because uh, the scene underwater when like you a see all this with eyes and a mouth. Right, like underwater <laughs> when you see all the sea creatures and they're all like very vibrant looking and it's just a very extravagant sea life. You couldn't mm-hmm. really and they don't pull look that scary. off. And they're not scary. Yeah. They look cute. Right. Like goldfish aren't cute. I, I wouldn't even say Ponyo looks like a goldfish. Well, it's like a yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's not really a goldfish. I think that's just what they. That's what he calls her. Sosuke calls like, her. I think a good example is like when we just saw the live action of the Little Mermaid, and we said that like Flounder as a, like a live action fish right. is scary looking. Yeah. Like he's not cute Flounder like he is in the animation. I agree. And so I think that's where animation is good because it makes these animals appear not scary. Yeah. When in real life they would look scary. Yeah, I agree with that. Like these massive fish in this movie would look kind of creepy terrifying like the fish make up the tsunamis essentially yeah. like that'd be fucking terrifying to look at as like cgi yeah but i just want to know your thoughts because sometimes i'm like let's watch this and you're immediately shut it down because you're like it's not a disney animated movie i'm not feeling it yeah and i don't know if it's just like this the plots in disney movies that i like but listen ponyo is literally essentially the same plot as little mermaid that's why i kind of picked okay, this one maybe i'm just fucking judgmental <laughs> I, I think know. it's because we've also been conditioned to be like, oh, it's a Disney movie. It's going to be good. Yeah. Whereas, like, you've never heard of Studio Ghibli. No. There are hundreds of millions of people on Earth who love Studio Ghibli. It's one of the most famous studios in the world when it comes to animation. But someone like you who's never, like, interacted with that, or anime, you've never dabbled in that, so you wouldn't know what Studio Ghibli is. You probably think, oh, just another animated movie. Yeah, so I just wonder if... if that's sort of like a thing for you. Like if you're like, oh, it's not Walt Disney. It's not a Disney movie. I kind of <laughs> zone out. I mean, I would say so. Like we grew up with Disney. We grew up with Walt Disney. And so I grew up on the princess movies. And mm-hmm. so now every time there's a new Disney movie, I need to see them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know like all the other animation. Studios. Studios. I think, yeah, I think 
though that it would be important to step out because they talk about so much deeper so so much deeper stuff in in not Disney movies because they're they're basically like washed to just be a pleasure to the eyes and not really of substance I don't think when it comes to Disney. You think? Yeah, I think a lot of Disney movies lack substance. I disagree. Fair enough. We agree to disagree. You're not a cartoon girl. That's all right. So the next question I have is sort of, uh, this is a very, this movie has a specific kind of energy. And I was kind of wondering what, when you were watching Ponyo and like the character Ponyo and the movie around her, uh, what sort of energy were you feeling? Cause to me, this movie was chaotic as shit. It is all over the place, but it is also incredibly cute. Yeah. So in regards to that, like, animation aside like this movie is super cute and it's super fun and it's super happy and ponyo is just like it's just youthful this movie is just very youthful see that studio ghibli's like wheelhouse baby most yeah. of their best movies like my neighbor totoro um my the um what's it called my neighbors the yamadas those actually two of my favorite ghibli movies have neighbor in the name that's weird <laughs> um but those uh they're cutesy yeah and they that's more for the children who are going to go see this. But the adults, there's always a theme in there. Yeah. But to me, they do such a good job of, like, making it cutesy and just chaotic as fuck while also having, like, a message in there. Yeah, because, like, Ponyo, like, even her voice, Noah, Noah Cyrus, yeah. Noah Cyrus, which I feel like they definitely, like, edited her voice a little. You think so? Like it's, They probably did. I mean, like, she was definitely older than five. When... Yeah. And so during... Like, her voice is almost too, like, high-pitched and childish to have been. Like, Noah Cyrus was probably 10, 11, 12 years old Mm -hmm. when this was made. There's no way they didn't edit her voice. Or she changed her voice to sound younger. I mean, that's acting. If she did change her voice, that would be voice acting. Right, but that's just (laughs) what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree with you because there's... uh, They do that sometimes, though. They do um, alternate, like, the the tone and pitch pitch and frequency of people's voices all the time in in animation to get the, the effect they want. Yeah, um, but Ponyo's voice was super cute, and just, like, her, like, exploring the world Yeah, was really fun. Like, she just was living. She just had a, th- a thrill for life. Right, and I think to kind of counterbalance that, Sosuke has this, like, curiosity, but he's not so energetic. Yeah. And so his voice is a little more laid back. His volume is also controlled. Ponyo's screaming yeah. all of the time. <laughs> Which is also Sasuke! just yeah, <laughs> Ponyo loves Sasuke. Yeah, she's just screaming constantly. That definitely, especially when she's like a, a little tiny fish, um, screaming "I want Sasuke" over and over and over again. That sounds pitched up, like yeah, to the point where like a dog's the only one that's supposed to be able to hear it. That's it was very <laughs> high pitched, but I think that adds to the cuteness of it all. Yeah, and like also to remind people like these are very 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 young children. They're five. Yeah. And what's also weird is that they're kids, but very mature. Like, Sosuke knows immediately how to take care of the seniors at the senior center. He knows how to use the boat when Ponyo takes his little toy boat and makes it, like, real life-sized. It's just, what five-year-old would know about any of that? I feel like Sosuke, though, he kind of has, like, his his dad's gone a lot. That is true. So he has to help his mom a lot. And so I feel like he's just learned a lot more skills than, like, a five-year-old who has both parents yeah. would. And it also seems like that it's his mom, too. Like, it feels like his mom very much wants him to be independent. And so she likes to, like, she teaches him skills. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he knows skills, because his mom has taught him to him. 
that also actually, it's a, I'm glad you, I'm so glad you brought that up because that leads me into another thing I want to talk about was like one of the biggest themes to me is learning how to balance things. So in my opinion, this movie is a lot like a lot of the underwater scenes we see are very imaginative. They're fantastical. Um, there's also polluted. They made a very, a very specific effort to show you them trudging the waters to get all the trash out. Yeah. And the sludge and Liam Neeson's character is like, oh, these humans are so filthy. Yeah. So they have a really good... Um, the underlying theme of this movie is definitely like... Definitely environmentalism. polluting... Right. But oceans. I think, too, it's also sort of a balance. Because Ponyo is just so energetic and crazy and fantastical, right? And Sosuke, like you said, is independent. He's more grounded. He's not as energetic. But he is curious about things. But he has a more scientific way of looking at things, in my opinion. He's like, oh, this is how the boat works. We'll make it work like he's this. He's more mature. Yeah, he's more mature. But to me, I feel like that's sort of like how humans should act with the environment. We need to be able to balance ourselves and also be able to balance what we can and can't do with nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to be able to see the sides of, uh, of maybe we don't do, maybe we don't do certain things that fuck up mother nature and destroy our oceans and balance those things out a little more. And I think that's what Sosuke's character, in my opinion, does is he sort of grounds Ponyo to like, this is how the way the world works. But Ponyo's also like, yeah, but like there's like this magical quality in nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause she's also magic and she can do all these things and, and all that. So I think that there's a theme of like balance nature but what did you think about the environmental? Because that was another theme was like, obviously the environment. Did you pick up on that at all? Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Cool. I mean, you're immediately like very first scene, you're seeing Ponyo get her head stuck in trash. Yeah. In the in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so that makes you realize like, it makes you realize the impact that we're playing on creatures in the ocean. And don't even realize it. And don't even realize yeah. it. Like poor little Ponyo is this little baby fish. Right. And she almost dies because her head gets stuck in a jar. And that's sort of what I mean when I say balance, too, is because she comes up onto land and that sort of wakes everybody up. Like, I mean, obviously Sosuke, but it sort of wakes everybody up that Mother Nature can respond to these things. And, oh, the sea is rising and the moon's being pulled in because the world's out of balance. We need to balance everything out. They keep saying that. Mm -hmm. So Ponyo coming to land is sort of to show, hey, there needs to be balance with nature or else nature will eventually fuck us over. Yeah. I think that's a pretty pretty important theme and we went there organically. I'm glad you brought that up. Because Sosuke is way more mature, just way more put together, I think, than than Ponyo. Yeah. But you also touched on something else that I have to talk about. It's the mom. Yeah. She's not a good mom. I don't think she's a bad mom. Not a bad mom. She's just like... She's a mom with a lot on her plate. Her decision-making skills to me were just so subpar. She almost drowns her son when they try to drive over the canal. Yeah. She drives like a goddamn maniac the entire movie, endangering him. And then while there is a flood happening, knowing she won't be able to get home, she leaves her son with a stranger in the home so she can go help out the the senior center. Every decision this woman had to make, I was like, she's making the wrong one. See, but I think she was confident that Ponyo could take care of himself. And she felt like... Oh, yeah. Sasuke could take care of himself. And she knew that the seniors needed her help. And so she was just like, be the man of the house, man. I mean, I'm not saying I would leave my five-year-old home. <laughs> but I think she was just a mom with a lot of, a lot on her plate. Her husband was out at sea. She had this little kid she has to take care of. She mm-hmm. has a job that is very demanding. Mm-hmm. 
Sosuke is left to his own devices a lot. Yeah. But some of it I can forgive, obviously, where it's like, oh, she's got to go to work. Sosuke has to get himself to school. Makes sense. Sosuke has to get ready in the morning. Makes sense. But she also just has no idea where he is 90% of the time. Yeah. And is just scatterbrained herself. I mean, now that you mention it, she definitely shouldn't have left her five-year-old home in the middle of a storm with the, the water literally rising. So they live on the top of a fucking cliff. Yeah. Like, they're nowhere near the ocean. And the ocean has... Is in their yard. In It is up to their do- front door where he opens the front door and the ocean is, like, spilling in. Yeah. And she just leaves it. It wasn't there. when she left. No, when she got where... When she got... Well, I guess the next morning, wherever she got to where she was going, that happened. Yeah. I just think that's fucking crazy. She's like, okay, can you watch Ponyo for a little bit? It's like... Fuck Ponyo, bring this kid with you. Yeah, it's literally a tsunami right now and you're leaving your five-year-old alone so you can go to your job and take care of the old... The old people are old people. The old people are old people. I'm like... And you're not getting paid to help them right now. No. I'm sorry, but I'm come sorry, on, but your kid. the old people have lived their lives. Yeah, like, exactly. make sure your kid lives another day. Right, and she's like, hey man, so I know there's this crazy tsunami and this wave almost crashed into us, specifically us, Following when we were you. driving. And you even said... Uh, hey, this wave is really just coming after us. But I'm going to leave you here by yourself in the middle of this storm. Yeah. Also, I have to come in when we're driving. What the fuck, yeah, man? Yeah, why did that they was make crazy. such like, that a manic crazy. driver? Right, Why what was, was that? that a thing? I mean, it was never like really explained. Like, no, not at all. It's just what is the deal? Quirk with the character, man. I was like watching her. I was like, I don't remember this the first time I saw it. But, I mean, she is fucking crazy. Yeah. She's weaving in and out of traffic on this, like, one lane, very tight two lane. I mean, it's a tight two lane, but it could basically be one lane bridge. And she is just flying, dude. Yeah. And another thing that made me go like, what the heck is... So she brings Sosuke to... Am I saying his name right? Sosuke. Sosuke to school. And she pretty much just parks the car, goes to work, work is yeah. next to school. And she pretty much just like, to expects school. that Sosuke is going to go to school. <laughs> So and he scary. does. He just ask me how to say it. Sosuke. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. What am I saying wrong? Sosuke. You're saying Sosuke. Sosuke. Yeah. It's just funny because you you <laughs> deliberately just asked me how to say it because you know you're saying it wrong and then said it wrong again. Uh, I just think it's cute as fuck. Um, but Don't anyway, be shy. Be cute. You're cute. <laughs> she just kind of expects him to walk himself over to school. And he does. He goes to school and then immediately leaves. Leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Runs into the ocean. Goes into the ocean, but then comes, like, that's after he goes over to the old pe- the old folks' home yeah. and scares one of the old ladies mm-hmm. and runs down to hide by the by the ocean. And the mom comes out and she's just like, Sos- Sosuke! Sosuke, where are you, buddy? You need to apologize. <laughs> yeah, and- not get, get the fuck back to school. Right. She doesn't even care that he's not in school. Right. She's just like, you need to apologize. And also the fact... And then she doesn't even go find him. It's right. Like, you need to drag that kid's butt back to school. And then when she does see him, he's practically fucking drowning. Yeah. In the ocean, screaming Ponyo's name. Yeah. And it's like, keeping... Like, that's partly the school's fault, too. Because, like, why are you just letting a five-year-old walk out like that? But at the same <laughs> time, like, know where your kid is, man. Yeah. It's like those 10, those 10 p.m., 11 p.m. commercials that used to come on. Do you remember those? No. So, back, way back when... They used to have these commercials that would be like, do you know where your kids are? And they'd play them really late at night for parents to be like, if you don't know where your kids are, you know? I feel like she needs one of those just permanently tattooed somewhere yeah. she can see. Like, where is Sosuke? Like, why didn't she bring Sosuke to school, bring him in, and then her walk over to work? Right. Also, now she's in charge of Ponyo. 
And if I was the sea goddess who birthed Ponyo, I'd be like, there's no <laughs> fucking way I'm letting this human watch my daughter, bro. She can't even pay attention to her own son. <laughs> and she's not a bad mom. She's just very loose. Yeah. She's like not with it a lot of the time. Yeah. And she's in the middle of cooking dinner for her and Sosuke. When, uh, and his dad is supposed to come home. And that scene kills me because she immediately explodes when she finds out the dad's and not she coming. she stops cooking dinner. Which is fair. <laughs> but she just stops cooking dinner. Says, let's go, Sosuke. We need to leave. And Sosuke's like, but mom, we're not like, you know, dad said he'd flash the light for us. We should wait for him. And she gets all flustered and walks the wrong direction and then walks back. Do you remember how she, she it looked like she was going to go uh, to her right? But then she stops and turns back to her left and goes to the refrigerator. I thought that was just a cute little like animation thing that they did, was which was just funny. But then she cracks open a beer. And then they're in Sosuke's room and she's just pouting on his bed while he talks to his, his dad. With yeah. like the, um, what is that? Morse code? Yeah. She's just miserable, man. And like Sosuke is the one that has to be like, dad loves well, you and he like, loves that's me. His dad. That's his hero. And like the mom is obviously just And she has a right to be mad because she's, because she's raising the kid. and Right. And he didn't have to work. He right. volunteered to work for another two weeks. And she's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Which is fair. And they were, she was cooking a dinner for him. His favorite meal. coming home. Mm-hmm. So I understand. But then she just stops cooking the meal, grabs a beer, and presumably uh, gets drunk and hangs out in Sosuke's room where she complains about his dad. Yeah. And then Sosuke is the voice of reason. Remember, he's like, daddy loves you. He's out there to protect us so you can raise me and we can live here. Yeah. And it's like. That's bad when the kid has to be your therapist, I feel like. But you like. definitely, I feel like the way he says that, it's like you can tell that like she's told him that before. Mm-hmm. And so she's at one point was like, dad's doing this to like help us and to like make it so we can live here. But now she's just fed up. And also, yeah, I agree with that. But, but also, at one point she probably was saying those things to Sosuke. Sosuke. To kind of cheer him up. Yeah. It makes sense. But I also do have to put some blame on the father. Because he's also trying to use Sosuke to tell mom, hey, tell mom I'm not coming home. Um, no, you should tell him or tell her yeah. yourself. I think you should get tell her. At. So, yeah, that just lends itself to also being like, that makes sense why Sosuke is also so much more mature is because he's, he's seems to middle. be in the middle a lot of the time and uh-huh. playing peacekeeper between these two. Yep. Another reason why as the sea goddess, I'm not letting them have my child. What if they get a divorce? Then what? Who gets Ponyo? She's a fucking goldfish. I mean, she's a human at the end, but she's a fucking goldfish, okay? I think she, I think she technically belongs to Sosuke. She goes wherever Gross. Sosuke goes. That is true. She just, yeah, she belongs to Sosuke. Ew. <laughs> but just to move on to our last sort of topic here that I had written down. Little Mermaid or Ponyo. They are obviously oh. very, very similar. But I'm talking about, like, which one did you enjoy more? The Little Mermaid. Okay. Because... Is it because of the music? One, the music. But two, Ariel is at least a teenager. I was just going to mention this, so I'm glad, like, I feel like this topic can kind of lead me into this, because I definitely wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Ponyo and Sosuke are five. Mm Mm-hmm. And their parents, at least Ponyo's parents, are like, we need to make sure his love is true if we're going to let Ponyo become a human for him. Right, right. Which they keep calling her Brunhilda. Yeah. Except once when the father calls her Ponyo because she looks like a human. She doesn't look like Brunhilde anymore. Yeah. And so it just, it was, the concept was so weird to me that like Sosuke pretty much had to like pledge his love for Ponyo. But it's true love. But they're fucking five. But I think that more lends to the fact that like 
when, because it's also an environmental thing, and it's this generation saying it's up to the next generation to deal with it. I know, but they're five. I know, they're, yeah, I know. And they're, like, pretty much saying, like, they literally tell Sosuke he has to give Ponyo a kiss to turn into a human. Yeah. Five-year-olds kiss sometimes. The parents, parents are like, oh, give so-and-so a little kiss on the cheek, and they laugh and giggle and talk about how they're going to be boyfriend or girlfriend when they're older. I know, but that's just not, it's just, like, They're not pledging their icky. love. <laughs> it's icky. I don't think it is, because I think, I see what you're saying. It is a little easier to swallow the pill that Ariel's going to be with Eric forever, because she's... At what? At least 16. Yeah. 18 probably because, well, I don't know. It's at least 16, which is still weird that she's marrying she's like a grown man. She's a boy crush age. Right. Like when I, like, I don't remember having crushes when I was five. I'm sure I did. You probably did. People did. But just like. But it's not a crush you even know it's like a crush. You're not in love with them. Yeah. You don't even know it's a crush. You're just like having feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying because also, let's, first of all, let me just say this. It's fucking weird that these children regardless of Ariel being 16 or Ponyo being five are like pledging their love forever. Yeah. That's fucking odd. Okay. They're children. Five is a bit of a stretch. Five is a stretch and 16 is still a stretch. She's 16. And like Ponyo's parents are literally like, we got to just make sure that the love is true. So did, what's his dick Neptune there? Yes. But Ponyo's five. Yeah. Is, is Ponyo even five? Ponyo's probably a thousand. Cause Susuke's five. But we don't even actually know how old Ponyo right. is. Ponyo could be a thousand years old. Because we don't know. She's don't a fish. Know. She's a fucking mad. She's a magical goldfish. We don't actually know how old Ponyo <laughs> yeah. is. And Sasuke is five. It could be an Edward Cullen fucking... What's her name? Kristen Stewart. What's her name? Bella. Bella. Jesus Christ. It could be an Edward and Bella situation where he's a thousand and she's like 16. But reverse it. Yeah. Do you have a weirder feeling now knowing that... She could potentially be a thousand yeah, years old. Yeah, we don't know how old she is. She's also a fish. But, um, <laughs> so is Ariel. And, like, they're pretty much, but so in Ariel, there also wasn't like this rel- like this background factor of like pollution mm-hmm. and like the war, like the moon and the ocean rising and pretty much killing all humanity. They put all this on Ponyo. Yeah. What reverses the tsunami from happening? Is when Ponyo shows that he has true love for... Sosuke loves Ponyo. Yeah, when Sosuke has true love for Ponyo. Agreed. They're putting all of this weight on the five-year-old little Sosuke. And Sosuke does it because he loves her. For now. But it's an eternal love. You gotta gotta, gotta understand that these are always like... It's like a Disney movie. It's happiest forever after bullshit. How often have... You've even said this. How often have we watched something where they're like... Right off into the sunset at the end, and you're like, that doesn't last more than, like, a year. You said that to me before, where you're like, I don't think those people would last forever. That's a long time. Yeah. But you just got to assume and be like, yeah, they'll be together forever. Yeah, I think it was just weird that, like, the one of the themes of this movie was that these this five-year-old had to fall in love. Like, actually, not just love, fall in love. Pledge his true love. True love. Yeah. With Ponyo. But again, I think that goes back to just being like, take care of the planet, take care of the climate, take That's care true. of, like... The, the ocean, the he environment. pledging his, his yeah. love for the... That's more, in my world. opinion... I think maybe that's why I'm a little more forgiving of it than you, only because I look at it as him being like, I love the environment, and I saw what happens when you don't respect it and love it, and it floods and kills people. Right. And that's that's definitely shows, like, me and Kyle, because he definitely, like... I'm, I see things very surface level, and he sees all the deeper meanings. That's not true. You, I mean, I probably... With certain things. But I see deeper things that probably aren't even there, like a balance between, like... I was talking about, like, the balance between the fantastical and, like, science and shit when I was talking about Sosuke versus Ponyo. I read into things a lot. But 
you've picked up on quite a few things that that I haven't, or that at least I yeah. caught too. So I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go that far. I think you're pretty good. You've, you've come a long <laughs> way. You've come a long way. I will say when we first started dating, I'd be like, "Did you get that?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, it's about a killer clown." And I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no." It's so much more than that. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh my god, why are we talking about this? It's been three hours since the movie ended, dude. Boy, no, but." If you look at it from the perspective of pledging your love to Earth and, like, Mother Nature, because let's be honest, that's what that goddess was. She's the goddess of the sea. She owns the ocean and shit. It's like, yeah, this is just Mother Nature, essentially. Uh, and that's what that one human, Liam Neeson's character, I cannot remember his name. Did they even say his name? Yeah, he has a name. Okay. Let's just call him Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson basically is like, oh, humans are so filthy, but he is a human. But he's pledged his love to the ocean. Fujimoto. Fujimoto, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's right, because they say that, like, right at the beginning of the movie. Duh. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about Ponyo before we dive into our our uh, MVP and our favorite scene? Um, no, I think that, the, just the love thing was the last thing that was on my mind. The love thing, yeah. It is yeah. a little weird. But I, I mean, it's if you It's a lot you're, of pressure for a five-year-old. It's a lot no matter, of pressure. No matter how mature Sosuke is. Hey, Sosuke. You have to love her forever, because if not, the moon's going to crash into the Earth. The world is <laughs> yeah. going to end. I think I can handle that kind of pressure. <laughs> All right, so in this section here, we are going to give out our MVPs and our favorite scenes. So, would you like to go first, my love? Um, sure. Um, I have to say my MVP is probably Sosuke. Sosuke? Yeah. Okay. I prefer Sosuke over Ponyo. Why is that? That makes a lot of sense, though, because you're a very, like, right brain-driven person, I think. Yeah. I think Sosuke's very cute. He's super protective. He's just mature and smart. And I just love seeing him, like, piece things together in this movie. Yes, I agree. I think, yeah, that, I mean, I should have known that because he's definitely more of a methodical, like, this is how this boat works. Ponyo, you're not doing it right. Let me show you. And, and she gets the hang like, of it, but... The way he takes care of Ponyo and he's just like, this is how we do this. And right. this is what this is He's for. very and patient, like, He's too. so patient with her. And mm -hmm. it's just very, he's very cute. Mm -hmm. I I'll like agree him. with that. I agree with that. I mean, Sosuke is one of my favorite, I would say, protagonists. He's mm -hmm. one of my favorite protagonists from... I don't really know if there's an antagonist in these movies, but he's my favorite. <laughs> uh, favorite scene. My favorite part is when they're making ramen. That's your favorite scene? Yep. Just the ramen scene specifically where they're making the ramen? Yeah. Or, okay. When they're making the ramen and then when um, the mom comes over and she's like, keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed. That was and adorable. She, and she uncovers it and there's the ham and the eggs and, and Ponyo goes, that and she if you watch her she launches herself into the air so just her hands are touching yeah. the table everything's like vertical yeah and she's just like screaming and Sosuke's like yeah my mom puts ham in it dude uh -huh. <laughs> I like that cute. scene my MVP is Ponyo mm -hmm. she's fantastic <laughs> watching her just try to figure shit out like do it like when she comes to the baby and she tries to give the baby soup and the mom's like well no she oh, feeds all my breast that's milk cute. and Ponyo gives her all of her food because she's like for you to make more milk for the baby mm -hmm. I think that just shows the type of person she is. She is very much so like, I want to help everybody and I want everything to be great and everything okay. And she has just like this whimsical nature mm -hmm. and she's fun and she's outgoing. Everything I'm not essentially. And I love that in a little yeah. little character like her. 
She's adorable watching her like piece everything together. Yeah. My favorite scene is also the ramen noodle scene. Yeah. She is just the whole thing from basically when they arrive at the house to the next morning, essentially mm -hmm. that whole thing where she's like, Oh, uh, when, when, uh, they walk into the room and she runs and jumps onto the couch, runs around the room without ever touching the floor. She's yeah. on the table. She's on this, the chair. Then she lands on the floor because Sosuke's like over here, Ponyo. And just her, just her attitude in that whole thing. She's so excited. Is just intense. She's, she's chaotic. So thrilled. Like she's literally high off life from being with Sosuke again. Right. It's an accurate depiction of what being with a five-year-old looks like. I'm assuming. <laughs> like they are all over the place. She was just hyper as soon as she got there. And then just watching her sort of piece everything together was adorable in mm -hmm. that scene. And then obviously when she gets the ramen, she's like, hey, and she freaks out. That is amazing. So your MVP is Sosuke. Your favorite scene is ramen. We agreed on that. Ramen wins. Ramen noodles win the day. Maybe because we're hungry and stone time. <laughs> also because we're probably hungry. <laughs> that is true. I also did like the baby scene where she like, the baby starts getting sick and she comes over and like squeezes its face and puts her forehead right mm -hmm. on the forehead and just stares at it. And then the baby's better. Yeah. I think that also is sort of like a metaphor too for, hey, maybe sometimes you can just fix things with all natural things. Well, she definitely used her magic. I know, but she's also <laughs> magic because she's part of mother nature, uh -huh. I would say. So I think that's why. But her, the way she runs on the water to get to the baby, she they're like, don't like they don't even bat an eye. She jumps off of the boat that her and Sosuke are on, runs over, smushes her face with the baby, and then jumps back into turns the water. Turns into and a runs. chicken again. Yeah, which is fucking weird. So every time she uses her uses her magic, she tur turns into a chicken. Why because is that? her magic. Because she's using her. She's taking the magic from trying being human to correct. Because she's not a human, so she takes that form and she takes her magic. So when she uses her magic, it sort of reverts her back to being a goldfish, essentially, which is also part chicken. Uh, <laughs> which is why when they kiss, it turns her fully into a human because she loses yeah. her magic, but she'll take the form of a human. Mm -hmm. So that's why. Uh, let's go ahead and rate this thing and get out of here. go ahead and give this out of five goldfish and cast the floor is yours what would you rate this movie three and a half goldfish three and a half goldfish why because i liked it it was cute it had it definitely had some bigger meanings behind it i also liked that it brought me great joy when you were giggling there were a few moments where you were giggling yeah. I was like, okay she's having fun it was cute wouldn't pick it to watch it ever <laughs> i know that's why i kind of picked it um, Look out for more Studio Ghibli content in the future. I might make you watch a few of them. <laughs> but it was a fun movie. It made you feel good. It was happy. And it definitely ha had some good underlying topics. I agree. I also will give this three and a half goldfish. Mm -hmm. So that's actually down from the first time I watched it. Oh. First time I watched it, I gave it four. I've seen this movie like five or six times. And I used to, across the board, it was four. But for some reason in this one, when they... When the storm comes and the next morning they wake up and their front door is just flooded with water and it just lost me. I was like, we still have 40 minutes. And it just felt like it was taking forever to get to the end goal that we already knew was going to happen. <sighs> oh, we have to wait. We have to test them tomorrow. And then the goddess waves her hand and it's the morning and their front door is flooded. It's like, okay, wherever they're going, they're going to get to the goddess. It's like, just get there. Yeah. We're spending so much time getting there right like nothing is actually going to happen to them yeah that and just just the amount of time like 
dealing with the kid and then they talk, stop and talk with the people who are with the government and they're looking for anyone who needs help. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, just get me there, man. Mm-hmm. Just get me there. I thought that was a bit, uh, a bit of a slog. It's like, okay, I got to brace myself for the next like 20 minutes before we get to the final 20 minutes, which is what I want to see. I think it could have been a lot shorter. And why was the mom's car stopped there? Stopped where? Like when they found the car in the middle of the road. Where was it again? I do remember. I know what you're talking about, but Why where was it again? Why did she just Like, I don't... Was it in front of the gate where, like, the... No, it was just in a random place on the road. Like, huh. she'd just gotten out and started walking. I must have glossed over during that. Because I do remember them saying, Why is my mom's calm he- or car here? And they were kind of worried. Yeah, and, and she they just kept brought going. anything right. that she needed. Like, she brought all this stuff for the old people. And it was still in the car. And didn't bring any of it. My so, guess like, what the... happened? Did, like, the guy come and pick her up or something? Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Is that Fujimoto and the sea goddess got got her? Yeah. Um, I also sort of wish that we'd had more time with, like, Sosuke's relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. Just to see. I mean, there isn't really a relationship, and that's sort of the point. Yeah. He loves him so much, but he's not there. I get that, but he has so much love for his dad. It would have been cool to just sort of see them. Yeah, interact, interact more, for bit. sure. But I would say this is a three and a half for me as well. It used to be a four, but it's just, it lost a little bit on me this time. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> it bring just you did. down. No, it wasn't you. It was like... I thought really after watching this and looking at your I face. I used to always rate things higher than you. Yeah, that's true. But I also, yeah, you did. You used to rate things like, this is a five. And I'd be like, <laughs> what? Uh, but I also think looking at your reactions to things, I thought you were going to give this a lot lower of a grade. So I'm I'm cool with the three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I was, half the fun of watching my movies, like when I pick movies, looking at you. Like when you watch The Sopranos, I would look at you every like 30 seconds and you'd be like, stop. I'd be like, well, I got to look at you enjoying it. Because then I can't enjoy it unless I know you're enjoying it. And Okay, yeah, so if you're wondering why did Kyle just put in the theme song right there, we had a little dog emergency that we had to attend to, so we walked out of the room and uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and jump back in with what would you change real quick? Um, I guess I would change um, the animation. Ah, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. To the to the Encanto stuff? Yeah, just yeah. more detail. Okay, I wouldn't change that. I Do think you? it's beautiful. I know you wouldn't. Uh, I would include the Ponyo song earlier. It's not until yeah, the I know, end... you kept singing that. And I was just like, <laughs> where is this song? Or did he just make it up? Uh, I sang it like the entire movie and yep. it doesn't come until the end credits. And by then Cass was like done. So I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to Yeah, didn't it. even hear it. So I would have the song Ponyo <laughs> be in the movie. I would change that. This is instant five stars if you give me that fucking song. Man. <laughs> but that's what I would change. But actually, if I really had to change something, I would make it a little bit shorter. And I would have the mom not be so fucking crazy. <laughs> I would not have the mom be so goddamn crazy. But I wouldn't change the animation at all. I think the animation's fine. <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree on that. Yeah. That's it. We're out of here. Sorry for the, the technical, not technical difficulty. It was a, a puppy difficulty, but you he's know, okay. You can know, guys, wondering. you know when, like, you're, you hear your dog start doing the... Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it was. That that sort of thing, yeah. and you just you hop up immediately because you don't want him puking on your bed or your carpet or your. Or make sure you're not choking because that was your choking. that was your first thought. You said someone's choking, so that's why I got up so fast because like holy yeah. fuck, just a little spittle, just a little spittle. <laughs> it's, good. it's all good. It's good. 
He's good. fine. And it wasn't on the bed. It We're wasn't good. on the bed. So everything's okay. And um, that is it for the episode. So thank you for listening. We'll be back with a completely different style format for the show next week again we're going to be taking a vacation after that so we probably won't have an episode for the week after that if we do lucky you if not we're not stressed about it so you don't stress about it um <laughs> follow us for updates on instagram at movie guy underscore kai i did link them in the description to the episode prior to this i'm going to link them into this one so that way i can stop saying follow me on all these things but give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen. That'd be great. And Cass, any closing thoughts? Love your significant other and all their faces and stages. Love your significant other and all their faces and stages. And don't fuck your goldfish. <laughs> <laughs>